0: Well, oh and two, just what we thought, right? Oh, jerk.
1: And we're back. We're back, baby. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Welcome to show 166 of the Pucknologist, Teal Town, USA. Once again, every Sunday, 7 p.m. Pacific. Welcome back to the unfiltered, unedited, uncensored, commercial-free Sharks podcast that is us. Uh, This time around, of course, a couple takeaways from some games in Prague. Expectations for the 22-23 season. Some other tidbits. Uh... I'm not saying Ian Cole at this time, but we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't know that I want to say anything about it, to be quite honest, but first, if you're new to the podcast, remember to subscribe, follow us on that social media, and if you'd like to support the content we deliver here, you can keep us commercial free by donating using the Super Chat option during live shows or using Venmo where you can find us at Teal Town USA. And remember, if you don't watch us or join us live on YouTube, make sure to add your take in the comments section below the video and while you're here hey give it a thumbs up and uh, a little like what's going on all right cool so here we are man been a while been a minute yeah a little little bit i mean been a
1: while in since fact we've it, been together
0: it's been so long can i can i can i do a little something yeah for are, sure you ready for it get, get, i think so this is going to be a little asmr just for you okay Ooh,
1: very nice! Look at that. God, back sad. on your soda drinking bullshit. Mm-hmm. And we're back, baby. <laughs> let me let me guess the the you let me guess. I I, I think I can envision it. Okay, you're with the wife. You're nope. at Costco. Nope, already gone.
0: Nope. Really? Safeway, buy two Excuse get me. two free. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, that'll do it. <laughs>
0: that'll do it. So she got a couple couple diets. I got a couple regulars. So
1: man, years, man. It's like it's it, it's like spring 2020 all over again. Oh, it feels so good.
0: You're <laughs> gonna keep me awake. <laughs> all right, let's go. The sharks played two games in Prague. We know 0 and 2. That means they have zero points right now. Oh, it's amazing. The only Cage. team in the NHL right now with out of win. Sad. Hell yeah. Uh, you know, but the sharks went five and one during the preseason. So all is well. You yep. know, plan the parade. Yep. Uh, Hey, where were we supposed to find uh, Global Series Swag anyway? Did you have to go to Prague for that?
1: Uh, So, funny that you say that. So, I narrowed it down to two sort of uh, options. Number one... (laughs) eBay accounts? uh, Well, so, actually, okay, technically three, but the eBay one, one not getting involved there. So, number one, your option number one is know somebody who's part of the community. Shout out to Skyler for for coming through he picked up a couple little things nice Uh, yeah so shout out to Skylar Um, the other and unfortunately one of those little things was not a global series branded puck which you know kind of unfortunate the uh, event itself didn't have it Uh, the store at the tank didn't have it. Um, NHL.com didn't have it. Fanatics.com didn't have it. Sharks Pro Shop didn't have it. So the me, hell, knowing a thing or two about a thing or two, I was like, hmm, what if I went straight to the manufacturer? And I did. <laughs> and I got uh, the Global Series Challenge Game Puck, the Global Series Game Puck, and then the Souvenir Puck Sharks Predators, and then the Souvenir Puck Sharks Berlin
0: Polar Bears. So I just like that the, uh, the direct... Route that, yeah, those guys want to make money. Everybody else, I'm just saying, you know what, all else fails. Go to the manufacturer. (sighs) I feel you.
1: Chances are you'll get it, if not a deep discount below uh, MSRP, you know, slightly, but still, you know. And I I already turned a couple people on to that, and so, you know, hopefully they uh, get the tchotchkes their heart desires.
0: Well, we wouldn't be back if we didn't have 21 pucks ripping me a new one, it's the way it happens. Up yours, AJ. Sure, You're a good guy. There you go.
1: We love love 21 pucks in this house.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Dude, he's very much kind of the, I feel as if, I think it was a Britney Spears video, but there was a beginning of a video where she's at a press conference and she's like had it. And she's like looking at different people and she's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. Fuck you. (laughs) I'm out. Right. And I feel like I am the inversion of that. Like, sure. Look at Ian. You're cool. Look at Jerk. You're cool. Puck guy. You're cool. AJ. Fuck you. Look at Dana. You're cool. You know, like that's. I feel the love is what I'm trying <laughs> so to say. So
1: you're you're the brunt of the of the meme then.
0: Hey, I got big shoulders. It's okay.
1: See you know it's and see you know what you mentioned Britney Spears and this you know, this is a Sharks podcast so I'm going to do my turn at bringing it to San Jose. <laughs> uh, there was a my if I were to think of Britney Spears and the Sharks in the same sort of thought, uh. There was a concert she had at the Tank. I don't even know, fourteen years ago, <laughs> thirteen, fourteen, fifteen years ago. That ballpark, uh, at the Tank, as you know, is in downtown San Jose, and uh, allegedly said, "What's up, Sacramento?"
0: So... Oh, somebody forgot to paste the new city on the monitor.
1: Yeah. So Gosh. you know that you had your Britney Spears
0: uh, story. There's mine. <laughs> nice. Totally right. relevant. Yeah, absolutely. That's the way it all comes back to I the I mean, Sharks. you know,
1: it was at the tank,
0: so... It's a fair game. <laughs> uh, all right. Two games in Prague. 4-1 loss. 3-2 loss. Uh... <laughs> oh, where to start? Uh, Barabanov, Nudovar. Don't make the trip. It's tough to, uh, you know, start off the season when you're top-line winger or projected top-line winger. And mm-hmm. you, your top pairing, you know, the guy is supposed to be with Eric Carlson out... To uh, start the first two games, you got to Quinn breaking out the blender a little early. Um, what what were your takeaways from these from this weekend? I mean, besides you know the pomp and circumstance of it all, which was great. You know, you see Hurdle out there taking a puck draw. Um, Yager doing the second one with Shimmick out there. First yeah. and last uh, draw he'll ever take. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I thought it was really
1: cool, and I I, I was trying to. I, it's funny. I was talking to my fiance and I was like trying to explain to her, like, you know, the who regular Yager is. <laughs> no, not even that. Just, you know, the regular season starting early um, because the sharks are in Europe. They're playing Nashville. It's at earlier in the day, blah, 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 trying to get through the whole thing. And she was like, Oh, like, so is this kind of like a once in a lifetime thing? And I'm like, well, technically it's three times in a lifetime. Um, you know, the sharks have obviously done this twice before, uh, but still, even though they've done it, before obviously 98 in Japan 2010 in Sweden still really cool you know what i mean and like sucks obviously that they lost both games um but just getting to like participate in something like a big NHL event especially when your best player or one of your best players is from forget the host country from the host city mm-hmm. like i just thought that was really cool and honestly like we want the sharks to i mean I know this year is kind of like oh the tank year but like ultimately we want the sharks to be a good team right but at least I, entertaining to watch like if you're going if you're going to lose
0: do it with flair
1: right and and you know what I feel I didn't find myself too concerned with the score uh over the weekend it was more so like yeah like this is cool you know getting to participate in something like this and sort of get like exposure right you know you hear like you hear about how many people like in say non-traditional markets, who are young kids and become sharks fans because they think the sharks logo is cool, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm always like, how many more, how many uh, German and Czech children get to have that same experience? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and we're doing this again later, right? Colorado and some other team playing in yeah, Finland.
1: Colorado, or uh, I believe it's Colorado and Columbus. Yeah, they're going to be in Finland. I, I want to say it's at the very beginning of November, um, and that's and with those kinds of things, obviously you. You always look and you see, okay, you know, who's the, you know, what 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 really good player do you have that's from that country? You know, that's kind
0: of how it's picked out. Um,
1: well, I like, think it
0: also helps too to have the Stanley Cup winner involved.
1: Totally. Um, but yeah, you're yeah, Colorado and Columbus. It's going to be in Finland. Um, I want to, like I said, I want to say it's at the beginning of November, cool. uh, November fourth and fifth, and so, you know, stuff like that. I I know like. I feel like the NHL rightfully, they get a lot of crap, but they're special events. I think they they do a pretty good job at putting them on.
0: <sighs> All right, so from the actual game, um, for me, it was kind of much the same. like we can sit here and go, new era, New Jerseys, new scoreboard, new this, new you know, new coaching staff, new front office, new. Blah, 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 blah. And largely this was an extension of last season, just you know, crappy. Power play, they're 0 for 4 in the first game, 1 for 4 in the second, but the PK, just like last season, can't score on it. It's solid, (laughs) still 100%. Uh, To be fair, one of Nashville's power play was 4 seconds, but uh, when it comes to special teams, I did think the power play was, I don't know if more creative is the right word, maybe a bit more aggressive, It definitely didn't seem like the power play of last season, but, you know, it all comes down to, did you score? The results were the same.
1: Right. It, it, you know, it seemed like the power play, uh, once they sort of got through the motion, uh, of, you know, realizing that they were in a regular season game, I thought the power play actually had quite a bit of jump to it. Um, you know, early on, I thought maybe they were passing the puck just a little bit too much, but eventually you know they they got to a point where they were moving the puck in a way that was forcing the Nashville players to have to chase a little bit which is obviously what you want um and yeah the penalty the power play rather as you said was uh not very good uh you know only one for four on Saturday zero for four on Friday but you know I think there's there's a good foundation there it seems like they have more Kind of oomph to their game. You know what I mean? They can move the puck. They can get chances. They can, you know, crash guys at the net and that kind of stuff. And, you know, I having a really good power play, like that's, you know, maybe that's the Sharks Stanley Cup this year. You know, something they want to work on and if they can make it better,
0: you know. <laughs> Does that may- mean uh Carlson's playing uh two minutes every power play? I mean, honestly. <laughs> I, I support it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know. Can Ferraro I mean, up that you know, game? He was talking I mean, the about in is, the offseason adding offense to his his repertoire.
1: Right, but let's, but let's also think about it like this. Think about what we know about Eric Carlson, right? <laughs> when is, like, think about the time during a hockey game when you're least likely to uh, have contact put on you. It's when you're in the offensive zone on the power play. True that. Solid so, point. So I think... Limit his five versus five—well, not even—no, five versus five is fine. Limit his penalty kill time. Go, you know, pedal to the floor on power play time, and, you know, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I know we're getting way ahead of things here, but, like, Eric Carlson, like, you want him to get points. Don't have him spend his minute—you know, a good chunk of his minutes per game on the penalty kill,
0: Right? Completely agree. Even though he will tell you, which he did, mm-hmm. <laughs> so post you know some pressers, good. Oh yeah, you know I enjoy playing it. I'm good at it. Whether you guys see that or not, <laughs> okay, sure, um, <laughs> whatever you say. <laughs> yeah. Well, but Alex in the uh, chat, I like this. <laughs> Can we get this up? Ek sixty five is the best defenseman on this team. That's all I wanted to say. Okay. You
1: know what though, Dude, the way w- the roster is currently constructed.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, dude. When you park a Camaro <laughs> in, in a lot filled with 1978 Pintos, yeah, yeah that that Camaro is gonna be the, the best car in the in the group. Yeah,
1: it, it, and you know what? It, like, he's obviously, you know, the the personnel around him is obviously not great. And I and I know you've already taken my words to be a, a larger talking point here later on in the show, but um, this defense unit as a whole is not very good, and so. Carlson and Ferraro, specifically, and to a lesser extent, Flassic are going to be relied on a lot. And because whatever you think about them as individuals, when viewed within the scope of like the collective
0: group, they are the best, you know? And yeah. well, it's
1: going to be a lot of interesting hockey played.
0: 21 Puck saying, what? Did Ferraro die? And I'm not saying that, but it's no one's looking to Ferraro for like to be the quarterback of the power play or, and you, to, know what, you know, this-
1: this may be a bit of a controversial thing to say because I like Mario Ferraro. I think he's As a really, I. I think Mario Ferraro is probably the best, hmm, probably the best drafted and developed defenseman. The sharks have had, I don't know, maybe since classic or Justin Braun or, um, it's a small you know, list, bro. Jason, Dem- <laughs> Jason Demers, Matt Carl, you know, it's been a minute since the Sharks have drafted and developed a, a defenseman that's capable of playing a lot of NHL minutes. And we like Mario Ferraro, obviously. He, a couple of years ago, did an interview with you. Great guy. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe Sharks fans overvalue him just a smidge. Like, you know, he's good. They think he's
0: 1-2. We believe he's 3-4. Yeah,
1: I think he's somewhere in the middle, probably. Yeah. You know, but I think... I don't know. He's the point my point being is that he's not what Vlasic was when Vlasic broke out onto the scene. And I feel like a lot of people get really offended when you say that, but you know, the numbers the numbers are there. You know what would I mean? Would
0: you and, would you say that Ferraro is coming along or developing quicker than Vlasic did? It's hard to say because Ferraro Ferraro didn't make his
1: NHL debut until 2 years after he dra- he was drafted whereas Marko Brvlasic jumped in right away, mm-hmm. um, so it's hard to say. And and I think I still think Ferraro is a good defenseman. Don't get me wrong, but I think we need to like slow down a little bit on the whole elite top pairing defenseman conversation because he's not quite there yet.
0: Yeah, and Tony, I see you on there talking about the uh, sh- uh, all the players that were on waivers. We're gonna get to that in a little bit in the show, but wanted to make sure that you know we saw it. Um, so, that being said, uh, <laughs> one of the things that kind of stood out for me, dude, LeBanc, the first 20 minutes, he was just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make a, a difference. Four shots on goal, led the team after one, and I had one shot after that. <laughs> you know what, though? I do agree. He definitely quieted down in that first game, but
1: I thought in the second game, he was all over it again, I think. You know, the that line, You know, people had things to say about that line, both positive and negative, but... Like, I mean, you know, there's been so many conversations about LeBanc, right? Play him on the third line, trade him, do this, do that. But, like, the the plan long-term was always going to be, okay, how can we make LeBanc a second line forward, right? Mm-hmm. And prior to prior to this year, you know, there hasn't been injuries or bad coaching or guys ahead of him in the depth chart. And so, you know, I know he, he only came away... Um, you know, he didn't come away with any with any points uh, in these two games. But I thought this is the best hockey I've seen from him in a, in quite a while. And I think with that sort of continued trust to be up in the lineup, I, I, I think it's going to all come together. And I think, you know, that people will hopefully sort of change their stance on it a little bit. You know, what's the, what's the, uh, what's the phrase? Maybe, maybe the second line winger we needed was here all along. You know what
0: I mean? Like, <laughs> well, let, let's get into some of these lines. So first, obviously top line right now, Meyer hurdle. And because of Barabanov being out, uh, cunning in there. thoughts. So, I mean, he, he's only one, he's one of two, cunning, one of two players that, to have two points right now,
1: yeah, and you know he he leads the uh, uh, leads the Sharks in uh, scoring this year. He's we're not going to get into it, but he is number one on the module right now. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I I so we talk. This is going to kind of be a, a long road to a quick point, but with Eric Carlson, the conversation was always like the trade was fine jury's still out on the player right i feel like with luke cunning luke cunning it's the opposite the trade i look at the trade my, my eyes are like baseballs but the player itself i actually think is a really good add to this team i think ultimately he ends up either on the second or the third line but playing with hurdle and meyer he to me seemed to fit seamlessly there. I brought, you know, I thought obviously he scored a goal on the power play um, playing with those guys. Um, But I thought he brought a lot to that line. He had, you know, he had four hits um, and blocked two shots as well. And I'm, I'm quite impressed with him early on. You know, I, I, like I said, I think ultimately he ends up maybe on that third line once Barabanov has come back, but he's not a bad guy to have uh, on your roster. I think.
0: Well, and Hurdle seemed to have some pleasant things to say about him. So, I mean, the, of course, what, Hurdle has nice things to say about everybody. What's he going to do? Gonna, oh, this guy sucks. Coach needs to give me Gajovic. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: and and for for whatever it's worth, you know, I was talking to someone when the Sharks first traded him, traded for him rather, and, uh, you know, this this person there, um, they're a fan of the Minnesota Wild, which is where Luke Cunningham started his NHL career. Uh, And, you know, this person was basically saying, like, yeah, it's a bit, you know, the trade itself is a bit rich, but he'll he plays hard and whatever is going to happen for him offensively, he's going to end up being a player that that fans are going to fall in love with. And so we'll see.
0: All right. Uh, Real quick, because when you uh, use that super chat option, you get in just ahead of everybody. It's the VIP is what it is. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're on the list. Yeah, uh, Broden Smith. Thank you very much for the donation. Says love the pod. Not sure if this was discussed, but thoughts on the Barracuda with Eklund and Bordalo. Any line predictions? Again, we're we're covering the the Sharks and the whole Prague thing right now. But we were definitely it's it's on the list. We will be talking about that in a little bit. Uh, but definitely going to hit that. Um, okay, a player that maybe not in imp- like. You're saying like cunning good things right yeah
1: i I, I think obviously good good first impression um right. which uh, is what
0: you want all right Lin- I,
1: I don't I don't think he's gonna like i i think he'll a lot of people who were maybe discouraged about him getting traded for I think will have their
0: feelings changed nice good yeah. way to put that by the way <laughs> uh very diplomatic uh yeah. Lindblom, blom, kind of the opposite right now after two games. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he really showed a lot
1: in these two games. I mean, started with uh, Couture and LeBanc, as we saw, and then ended up finding his way uh, down in the bottom six with Stephen Lawrence getting promoted, which, as an aside, there's no way Lawrence stays up on that line long term. I thought he was buzzing there, though. I'll be totally honest with you. He Lawrence. looked good. Lawrence, Stephen yeah. Lawrence, yeah. I think with, with Oscar Lindblom. I, not a lot to show in these first two games. I mean, he was dash three. He did have an assist, but I still think there's a lot at play here. I mean, obviously new team, you know, he has played in games since um, his cancer diagnosis, but I still think you never really know where somebody's journey is on like getting back to game speed and recovery and that kind of stuff. And so I tend to, I tend to maybe give him the benefit of the doubt a little bit, but I think similar to Cunning, but not so much about like why he was acquired, but more so like what he's going to bring to the team. I think Blom will end up making a lot of people really happy as well, just because he's, you know, he does have a knack for scoring, scoring goals at a pretty good clip. And, and he is, you know, I mean, they're all hard workers, but he is a hard worker and he plays really well. And same kind of thing. I think, I think on a Stanley cup team, he probably is on your third line, but that's not to say that he can't provide something in the top six.
0: All uh, right, and you already had positive things to say about uh, Lawrence. What about Sturm?
1: Love Nico Sturm.
0: Oh my God,
1: dude! I all summer I was saying we have Nick Benino. Why did we sign Nico Sturm? And after one game, I threw that mindset in the garbage <laughs> and uh, was like, you know what? Why did we? It went from we have Benino. Why did we sign Sturm? To why did we sign Sturm and not get rid of Benino? <laughs> and <laughs> because he, there's just, you know, I kind of feel like Nico Sturm is, he's kind of the complete package a little bit. You know, he's not, obviously he's not going to, he's not going to blow you away with his goal scoring. I think he's going to, he'll ultimately fall into that, kind of that one goal per calendar month sort of category that we assign for fourth line players. But, you know, he is, He's kind of the complete back package. I mean, he's he's on the bigger side, you know, six foot three, but he skates really well, like just like, you know, fundamentally, but also is a fast skater, 75 um, percent on the faceoffs through two games, which is wild because the Sharks
0: suck at faceoffs, as we know. Well, and uh, remember, the a lot of the talk from last season was the, the guys that they brought in, it was to take some of that pressure from Couture and Hurdle taking defensive zone faceoffs, Exactly, and, and
1: you know, Nico Sturm's uh, career average, or I'm sorry, career percentage for face-offs is 53%, which is something we love to see. Um, you know, good on the face-offs, he's fast, fundamentally skates really well, really, really solid guy on the PK, big body, does, does he's everything. Like, he's, I don't even want to say this, but he's Joe Pavelski without the offense. Oh. and don't,
0: we don't like that we don't like to hear that name anymore
1: <laughs> I know and but you know what I, I think you know he's he's a guy that I think if the Sharks and, and we'll see right Um, you know he is on a three-year deal if the Sharks can turn things around here quicker rather than later Sturm is going to be huge for this team going forward I'm a big fan
0: big fan all right, let's move to the defensive side of the puck for a moment. Uh, Harrington played himself out of a game.
1: <laughs> what is – I mean, what is there to say, right? Like, again, and, and we talked about this during the summer, but like, okay, can't get rid of Shimmick. Okay, that's fine. It happens, whatever. Let's bring in Benning. Let's re-sign Megna. Let's bring in Harrington. Like, Did you evolve. have – Nudavara, I think, is actually, I like the gamble on Nudavara. I think that's a worthwhile gamble, truthfully. But those other three guys, you know, Benning, Harrington, Magna. Were those like culture additions? It's possible because, honestly, they're all the same kind of, you know, NHL seventh <laughs> defenseman, AHL top pairing defenseman kind of category and it's just like you know you need one of those guys you don't
0: need four (laughs) 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 dude hearing you talk about this makes me just go back to what i was saying earlier about yeah it was buy two get two free (laughs) yeah honestly it's
1: like you know and 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 again like not bad players but just not the players the sharks need and so yeah you can count me as one of the people who was a bit quizzical at you know not only bringing all these guys in but putting them all into the lineup at the same time. And I hope, you know, as I said, I do think the gamble on Nudavara is a really good gamble to take, really smart gamble, and so I hope it works out.
0: Um, let's hit a couple in the chat real quick. Uh, oh, I do want to point out, uh, Lacey reading up that Lindblom, you know, as we kind of dump on him after two games, points out that uh, Lindblom missed most of training camp from preseason with injury. So might take a few more days, few more games to... Uh, I don't know, marinate, if you will. Uh, PJ48 coming in. How is the new coaching staff going to deal with LeBanc and the drop pass turnover in his own zone, his critical penalty late in the third to give the opponent a power play? When will he get in the doghouse? Um, I mean, he he spent so much time in there. uh, (laughs) So he's used to it, I suppose. But remember, everybody gets a clean slate. Clean slate, but also... I know
1: just listening to what Mike Greer said over the summer, the,
0: Oh boy. And uh, I hate to, I, I, I got hate... it.
1: I, I cleared it out. Thank you. Yep. Um, I, you know, with the bank, like I know Mike Greer made it clear over the summer that this is very much a wait and see what happens with this team. You know, are they the playoff team? Are they a lottery team? Who knows? We'll see. We're just going to do what we do. But, the sharks. They want to build a good foundation. They want to put pieces in place to, you know. Here we go again. They want to, uh, you know, they want to have something to look forward to going beyond this year and having LeBanc in a position to succeed. You, you do that. You, you help him get the confidence. You help him become a. A fixture of the team, whereas I feel like the last couple of years he has been on the outs. you know what I mean
0: mm-hmm. well, staying on that side of it have you been impressed whatsoever with Vlasica after two games uh, maybe so know, maybe no I mean eating a little like, more minutes and he didn't he he wasn't the giveaway machine that he had been last season,
1: you know, I just. I can't, it, like, it's hard to say. I mean, I didn't notice really, I didn't really notice Vlasic all that much, which is obviously a good thing. Um, You know, he...
0: You weren't saying, so
1: God damn it, Vlasic! <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think, you know, the way the Sharks are, you know, again, similar to LeBanc, whatever you want to say about Vlasic and how he's done the last couple of years, the Sharks, at least for this year, the Sharks need Vlasic to help build that foundation put that foundation in place you know what i mean and i thought the the vlasic ferraro pairing that they had rolled out in training camp i thought was a disaster from the beginning and so i'm i'm glad that um when the blender came out that was one of the pairings that you know got axed
0: Mm-hmm. well i mean look the story for me on the first game it was the sharks had three straight power plays couldn't take advantage of them we found out that Quinn will whip out that blender pretty quickly. Uh, yep. So, was, you know, LeBlum, whether it was – or Lindblom, sorry. Uh, whether it was a, a minor injury, whether it was bench for a little bit, uh, or whether it was giving uh, Lawrence more time up and rewarding him. Th- there was a lot of things. And, look, Quinn is still getting used to this team. There's – I don't want to say necess- necessarily a truncated practice, but – Or I should say, you know, preseason, but, you know, some significant travel involved and different things going on. So it is not
1: only, not only that, but, you know, they, because of the the circumstance of the preseason and obviously going over to Europe, the first time that the first time that the two groups were together was the game against the Berlin polar bears. So there is, you know, even though these two games were obviously regular season it still kind of feels
0: preseason a little
1: bit like yeah working sort of working through the kinks
0: yeah i, f- I felt largely the same uh i mean, game 2 uh lawrence promoted over Lindblom, veshnikov in for a scratched greger dude that happened way faster than i thought it was going to
1: yeah you know what i i didn't i didn't really find myself as as pressed about that as i thought i would um the i wasn't so much upset uh, about Noah Gregor coming out. It was more so like, okay, you want to put Zvechnikov in. I understand that. Why are you not taking Nieto out? Ooh. Like, uh, like I, I hate to say it, you know, but, like, Nieto is... <sighs> Nieto's probably the worst forward on this team.
0: But one of the better <laughs> penalty killers.
1: Yeah, but you know what? That's, I, I understand that, and I agree with that, but it's not like him lo- leaving... Or being scratched is going to hurt the penalty kill.
0: Mm-hmm. And is based on the lines that you saw over these two games. Whether it's whether you want to, I don't know, have a word about Svechnikov or Lindblom. Is there anybody on this team that you're just like, yeah, I'd prefer Balsers. <laughs> um, at a cheaper price. Used yeah
1: um I don't know. I mean, nobody on this team is i, I I'm probably Nieto honestly. Um, like he's the only guy where I'm kind of like, yeah, let's you know, let's let that go. And you know, I know <laughs> I know Gadjevich was an easy target last year, but I thought that um in the preseason especially, I thought that he actually played very well. Um, you know, put up quite a few, quite a few goals in the preseason. And so I'm wondering, you know, cause he hasn't always been a bruiser. Like when he was in junior, he was actually a pretty prolific scorer um, and didn't really become a bruiser until he went to the AHL. And so I'm wondering maybe with a, with Bob Bugner, no longer behind the bench, maybe Joan Gadjevich can can tap into that offense a bit more.
0: Well, and isn't Balzers like playing
1: top six? Yeah, at, at last check, and and you know I don't know if this has since changed, but at last check he was on the top line, uh, in Florida with with Sasha
0: Barkov. Oh, dude, that is such a kick in the smalls. Uh, <laughs> uh, was Magna in for Harrington just because we all know Magna's getting sent down once Nudavara's healthy, or?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, you know, probably just like, hey, we're over here, wanting to play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, it's this one. It's again. And it's have
1: you seen um, have you seen the uh, the roster moves? Uh, have you seen the roster moves that did come out for the Sharks today, or no?
0: We're not there yet. We're we'll get getting Okay, all right, all right. All right. Uh, but this is a story of at least in Game Two, Sharks. At least they scored first, but again, similar to last season, couldn't hold it, and mm. a second period implosion. As of now, they have a <laughs> a dash four goals differential in the second period second period was not the shark's friend last season so far after two not their friend uh the one thing that sticks out with that second game though is you pull reimer or i'm sorry um cocking with two and a half left and you're only to able to get off four shots yeah and there wasn't i don't know i like I felt like a couple guys, whether it was – I felt there was a couple times where Carlson and LeBanc both had opportunities to shoot. And Mm -hmm. they were like, no, you do it. Right. (laughs) Nah, you. (laughs) You first. (sighs) I don't know. So after two games, and like I said, it's it's a contracted preseason in – as Jerk and I just alluded to, this does feel kind of preseason ish. Let's see what the rest of October brings. Well, especially like
1: even though these are regular season games, like the NHL, because of the circumstances, the NHL didn't even force them to be roster compliant until everybody else has to be, you know. Yeah,
0: like, I thought that, that, that was kind of cool.
1: To, to really add to the uh to the preseason feel
0: of it all, you know. <laughs> that's a that's a solid point. I like that. <laughs> oh boy so um let's kind of move on that I mean it is what it is we can't dive too much in the weeds after two goddamn games because as jerk loves to say small sample size hey so uh are you excited or I guess are you
1: happy or I want to know your thoughts on um new coke don't like it no on uh on on Nick Bonino keeping Timo Meyers jersey letter warm I want to know your thoughts on that
0: uh, I don't understand giving Benino the a, um, just because it's likely he's not going to be here next season and he, he might I not would say it's guaranteed, but go ahead. I'm sorry. I would say it's guaranteed, but go ahead. Oh, you think he will be here next
1: year? Okay. No, I think he won't be.
0: Oh, oh, okay. And then like for sure, hundred percent. Oh, okay. So it's like you're not gonna be here next season. You you there's a likely well, I don't want to say likelihood, but there's definitely a possibility. You might not be here after the trade deadline. So Yeah. I just that did seem a little quizzical to me. Now I you know, I I pick up what you're throwing down when it comes to keep Meyer my you know, calling it Meyer's letter, but that's another guy that I'm not sure if is going to be here next season. <laughs> no, I I'm not too stressed about that. I think you will. I I'm not stressed, but it's, you know, it's that whole idea of well, then again though, I'm also it, it, you know, I'm of the house where it's like you don't need more than three letters. Well, and that's
1: the other thing. Like we're not even talking about the point that it was ultimately not necessary for Benino to get an A, like you know, they could have you know, I mean, as you said, you only need it you only need a captain and two alternates. And even with the Sharks having three alternates before naming Benino, like, you know, they could have stayed there. They could have taken the alternate off of Ferraro, you know what I mean? But to add another one, it's just I don't know, it's it's very peculiar to me. And I know Kevin Lacey, I know he hates, you know, when teams have like a hundred alternate captains, but Yeah, I'm not a fan like, either. It, it i I just I don't know. I like I I think it's I think it's just goofy but I don't really have a good
0: reason for why, you know. <laughs> well, we asked this question I don't know how many times, so we're going to ask it again. Okay. Where's this team going to find goals aside from the big 3, Couture, Hurdle, Meyer? Where where are the goals going to come from?
1: Well, I think if you're if you're the Sharks management team, you're hoping that LeBanc bounces back you're hoping that Cunning and Lynn blom and barabanov and gregor you're hoping all those guys have another level you're hoping eric carlson can truly be healthy this year but and and that's all well and good i mean those are six players right there that are obviously really important to the team but think about
0: in bringing up those six players what word did i repeat hope yeah well, and it seems like Quinn is like you know if any if everybody can just be ten percent better than what they were last year or whatever it's it just sounded to me very much kind of if you read the tea leaves as jerk likes to say sure uh, between some of the comments that Mike Greer made in the off season and some of the mm-hmm. things Quinn has said so far it's you know they're not gonna hang up a neon sign that says transition year right but it it largely feels that way. Like, we just want to get one more year off of Vlasic's deal and one more year off LeBanks and one more off Schimmick. and You know what I mean? Like, we right. want to change the culture. We want to, you know, be the hard, gritty, hard-nosed, blah, 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 all the superlatives that were used. But I just go, okay, that's great, but you have to score from time to time, and it can't just how many times did we say it last year? This is a one-line team. Yeah. And I don't feel that that changed. And like Balsers, I <laughs> I would have kept. Yeah. I mean, you can't do any worse, right?
1: <laughs> They're trying. <laughs> right. I No, I think, I and I don't, like, okay, letting Jonathan Dolan go, I understand. Like, you know, I I, I like the player, but I understand it, right? Mm-hmm. But Rudolph's Balsers, like, you know, he is your he's he is your penalty kill guy, your defensive zone guy. Like I I just I'm it, it it's peculiar to me how balsers can't be a guy uh who's hard to
0: play against. Do you know what I mean? hmm Uh Fangio making a comment. Uh thought, shouldn't it be better to focus on natural leaders within the team? The C shouldn't matter in my opinion, Ferraro's a leader. I absolutely Ferraro's a leader. I just my point is you don't need more than three. That's all. Well,
1: and that's the other thing: like, you don't need, you don't need a letter to be a leader. You don't need a letter to be a leader. And I kind of think, with the letters, especially giving it to Ferraro when he got it, and giving it to Hurdle when he got it, that's it's not so much saying you're a leader. It's more so, in my opinion, it's more so saying, "Hey, you're an important part of the team, and we really love having you here." This is how we show that.
0: Dig it. Uh, something that was mentioned, I believe, yesterday, perhaps the day before. Jerk, is this the worst blue line in the NHL?
1: Absolutely it is. And now, I'm just saying that without doing any research or thought. Maybe if you if you give me a couple days to look it up, maybe I can find one that's worse.
0: But just— Well, I mean, dude, show me another team that has more points than the blue line of the Sharks right now. <laughs>
1: Will you make a sound point? Um, No, you know, I just think, I mean, obviously, Eric Carlson, good to have. Mario Ferraro, good to have. I know Mark Edward Vlasic, he's kind of been on the outs, but I thought he, the second half of last season, I actually thought he played, not up to his contract, but I thought he he didn't get completely caved in either. And so I think those three, if those are kind of the three that you want to hitch your horse to, that's fine for this team, but
0: fuck it, dude, go, go full team foil conspiracy and just be like, Greer put this team together to sell out Barracuda games.
1: I mean, maybe because like, you know, for the sharks, you know, their fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh defensemen are all seventh defensemen, Right. (laughs) You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I'm going to be real interested to see how many points come from the blue line. That's woof. Um, uh,
1: you want you want to make a little wager? I bet you Eric Carlson gets more than sixty percent of them. Oh,
0: I, see. That's the whole thing. Is I, I'm not going to take that bet because I agree. I was going to say <laughs> I, w- I would like push it to like seventy five. That would that's going to be something interesting to check. We'll we'll have to. Well, it depends on how healthy he stays. But true, but yeah, we'll Like the, the... there needs to be a caveat in there as to like how many games he actually plays. You know what I mean? Like it has to sure. be a percentage like point, you know, six, five points per game. You know, not how many games he plays. But anyway, um, look, uh, let's, let's get back to our notes here. <laughs> well, but you know what? You know what, though? Even if
1: Eric Carlson doesn't play a full season, he's still going to outscore the rest of the defensemen on the blue line
0: oh without a I think he could miss half the season and probably pull that off to be quite honest although like I said though Ferraro has two points right now Carlson has none it's a fair point so anyway um but getting back to that power play for a minute <laughs> ek65 was quoted as saying the power play not bad not good it's probably accurate yeah well he he's known for his quotes right not even close.
2: Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm.
0: another one goal loss uh, last season, the Sharks lost 27 games by one goal. If you, if you throw out the empty netters, you know, there's a couple in there, they lost four to two or, or, you know, three to one, but you go in and look and oh, well that last goal was an empty netter. so, but so, I mean, that's a third of the season, bro.
1: I mean, it makes you one, it makes you wonder, I know we think
0: pretty low of this team, But it makes you wonder. I don't want to say that. (laughs) I think think we just uh, our our expectations are perhaps lower than previous seasons.
1: Sure, but it does. You know, the fact that they lost twenty seven games by one goal, it does make you wonder how different this team looks if if Jonathan Dolan doesn't get hurt. If Balcers takes another step, if Lebanc doesn't get hurt,
0: Gregor if, can bury one. If from no time to Gregor
1: time. take took another step, you know it may not to say that the Sharks would have made the playoffs and made some noise in the playoffs, but it does make you wonder how differently things would have transpired.
0: Yeah, I'm still blown away that Gregor got stapled after one game. That, oof.
1: I don't think it's indicative of Gregor. I think it's more so wanting to get Sveshnikov a game, which All I right. th- like. I like Gregor more, but I get it. You know.
0: Um and if if we learned anything, uh, the ice in Prague sucks.
1: Yeah, that's what everybody was saying.
0: Dude, that the Nets came off in two games more than we'll probably see at the tank all season. God, that would, that was ridiculous. Oh, let's let's move on to the waiver wire. Um and all the movement. Like we mentioned earlier, we would be getting to this. Dell and VL put on waivers earlier today as expected. Uh, anybody putting in a claim on, I mean, Aaron Dell, I might see just as like some team, I mean, dude, it would, well, Vegas doesn't have any space, right? <laughs> or any cap space, <laughs> but Accurate. it would seem like, it would seem like a Dell or a uh, Vegas move. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I don't know. Toronto. I, don't,
1: I you know, I, I don't, you know, Aaron Dell hasn't been, uh, You know he hasn't been a quality NHL goaltender for a while, Um, but I still think maybe there is some outside chance that a team does take a sniff on him, maybe if they feel that their goaltending is not up to shape. But at this, I mean, I don't know. This is kind of I always, I always feel like when it comes to like the last waiver drop of the preseason, I kind of feel like there's a there's a gentleman's agreement where it's like.
0: Oh hey, really? I see. I've.
1: Oh. I, I don't. I don't have any. I don't have anything that corroborates that. But I kind of feel like it's like, hey, I won't take your guy if you won't take my guy. Like, because there have been, and and maybe this is pandemic influenced, but I feel like there have been a handful of pretty solid players over the last three years to find themselves on waivers, and nobody picks them up. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: Well, I just. I don't know. I. I like Dell being here just because I think I just put it in that whole kind of player coach thing. Like maybe they're, uh, and I, th- this is a terrible choice of words considering what came out earlier today in the NHL, but perhaps they're grooming him to be uh part of Nabby's staff going forward and to help the goaltenders coming up through the system, you know, kind of a player coach kind of a thing. I don't know about that. Well, I, don't, I mean, how much is he going to play? I mean, <laughs> you know, it, he's he's, like, he's almost like the E-Bug, right, at this point? I mean, if Man and whoever else are expected to perform, and if they do, what do you need Dell in there for? You already know what you have in Dell. Sure. So I don't know. Um, let's get to the fun ones. Eklund, Bortolo, and Chichek got assigned to the Barracuda. Mm-hmm. Any surprises as the... Uh, The teams get their final rosters ready as they're I don't know. I mean Chichek, we all knew was not going to make the Sharks. Eklund and Bordolo. I'm not surprised that they were sent down.
1: No, I'm I'm not either. I mean, I think I'm I'm of the belief where the Sharks are not gonna be good no matter who's on this team. So
0: Like why not let them light it up?
1: Yeah, why not why not? start them and like give them the chance and then basically prove you right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But but at the same time, like the more I think about things, right, it's probably better for their development curve if they are on a good team, a winning team, you know, a team that's not in transition. So while I think they should be in the NHL, I'm not really that upset that they aren't because, you know, if, if they do what they're supposed to do, which – you i and everybody else believes that they will it's only a matter of time but before they're going to find themselves on the team anyway
0: yeah uh we have some breaking news um is it
1: actual news or is it just lame
0: this is actual news that this i can't fucking believe this i mean what a what a goddamn day um coming out of the bakersfield condor system affiliate to the edmonton oilers they have posted a statement that said Earlier today, we became aware that Bakersfield Condor's head athletic trainer, Chad Drown, had been charged with a very serious felony, uh, I'm sorry, with very serious felony offenses related to contacting a minor to commit a sexual offense in the state of California. We are shocked and dismayed by this news, and Mr. Drown has been relieved of his duties immediately. What the hell is going on in hockey? I mean, do we just have to burn it all fucking down and start over? This is disgusting.
1: I, no, actually, like, actually, that's the problem is there's, you know, un- unfortunate. I mean, I'm gl- I'm glad things are coming to light, but it's unfortunate that it's taken this long for things to come to light. Like, it's just another, you know, another example in a long line of shitty people and shitty methods and shitty just everything. And, like, this guy... I, I don't this even guy, this. The, like, I honestly, like, I don't think getting fired is enough. Like, this guy should have fucking
0: rocks thrown at him but Uh, yeah i digress but i i i just don't get that like what the hell is wrong with some of these guys where it's just like that's a minor walk the hell away (laughs) but it's not even it's not even that it's
1: so much more than that Uh, it is but it's like hey you know i mean i understand like obviously you can only learn so much but like you know it's just I don't know. It's just, it's just really
0: like this This guy is probably going to find another job somewhere because of how fucked up everything is. But I mean, you know, I'm just trying to like break it down to the very minimum point of like treating uh, these kind of situations like a bartender. You know, it's like, do you have ID? You're over 20. Okay, we can serve you. You are an adult. <laughs> to keep on hearing these things being brought up by minors. What the hell are you guys thinking?
1: Because there's a bunch of sick fucks in the world. That's why. <sighs>
0: just gets worse uh let's get back to uh the fun stuff um Eklund and Bordelo do you think um how fast do you think either are called up actually let me ask you a more fun question how many games in a row do the Sharks have to lose they're, they're already down 0-2, right how many more do the Sharks have to lose before Joe Thornton returns
1: uh, I have a new policy for this season I don't answer stupid questions
0: <laughs> all right you're talking <laughs> you, you were talking about bets uh, maybe we need to get something together uh, offline or on the discord um, as you clean up the chat yep but maybe of. we can uh, get something together uh how many start an over under or whatever of how many games the sharks are gonna play before either Eklund or Bordlo get called up
1: I gotta be honest with you dude I think it's I think it's wishful thinking to think it's going to be anytime soon. Yeah, because
0: I, I think it's going to be like at least twenty five. Because I feel no, like more. Okay, but I'm so, because... I'm saying you know it's not going to be before twenty five, and I don't want to be. This is the whole thing. Is when we get to doing Pucknologist whatever after game 30 or whatever, and Eklund and Bordelow don't get called up, I'm not going to be on here going, you know, hey, well, I've told you. this. It's like, no, no, no. We can leave the back padding for later. It's just fun for us to do our little bets between each other.
1: So here's the thing, though. The Sharks, after the, so they've sent Jeffrey VL down. Who? <laughs> um, you mean Gadjevich part two? anyway so <laughs> they they send vl down so vl is going to be assuming he doesn't get get claimed which i
0: who's, think he was making that
1: decision uh anyway but with him gone on the barracuda potentially the sharks are at 14 forwards and that's it they're like they're done making transactions which me which means for Eklund and bortolo to come into the nhl lineup Four play four forwards on this roster are going to have to be out of the lineup at some point at the same time. What are the chances of that
0: happening? Uh, if, a, if another COVID outbreak happens, I mean, yeah, but I'm just saying. I mean, you're saying what are the chances? I'm saying that's probably the likest likeliest one. Okay. Yeah. Yes. The likeliest.
1: The likeliest scenario uh,
0: of the impossible s- happening, <laughs>
1: right? The likeliest scenario, but how likely is that scenario? You yeah,
0: know what I mean? Uh, 12%. Like I'm
1: with, I'm with Kevin. I don't think it's going to be, or I'm sorry with Ian. I don't think it's going to be the till the trade deadline because
0: <laughs> Kevin, Ian, tomato, tornado,
1: <laughs> <laughs> because, because these guys, you know, Nick Benino is going to be gone. Matt Nieto is going to be gone. Like the only way that there's going to be room for Eklund and Bordlow is if guys get traded so I don't see it happening anytime soon. 25 games, I get what you're saying. Still too soon, if you ask me.
0: And, and I agree. I'm, I'm just saying I don't think there's any way in hell it's before 25. But I've been proven wrong many You mean
1: day. You mean you mean 2025?
0: <laughs> Correct. Because I could see that. <laughs> I would take those odds. Uh, I saw a question come through earlier, and so I wanted to find out your take. What was the point of not burning a year off Eklund's ELC, but it was okay to do it in boards first year last season, even when the sharks were essentially all but done.
1: Well, it, it, it's uh because, so the thing is, so like with, with Eklund, uh, you know, with Eklund, like his entry level contract was already signed. So whether, you know, sharks, Barracuda, Jurgarden like wherever, like wherever he ended up, you know, he's still signed the thing with Bortolo, you know, because he was an NCAA player, you can't sign an NHL contract and still play college hockey. Like if you sign, you have to leave. And so you're wondering what's the difference, why was one smart and not the other. It's, it's all specifically with college draft picks. It's all getting the guy when you want him because you know, Bortolo, uh Bortolo was drafted uh, in, I believe he was drafted in 2020, if I'm not mistaken. And um, yes, 2020. And so, he had the Sharks not signed him last year and, and you know, he could have easily gone back to Michigan for his junior year, gone back for his senior year and could have said, hmm, you know what? No, thanks, San Jose. I'm going to go sign somewhere else or, hey, I'm actually really good. You might want to sign me to more than just your standard cheap ELC. And so from the Sharks, it was a position of, OK, we really like this player. We want to get them under contract so that we don't have to worry about any of that. And the way that you do that is say, hey, we'll let you play some NHL games if you agree to leave school and sign with us.
0: Gotcha. Well, see, there you go. That's the explanation.
1: Similar to Gambrel? Similar to Gambrel, Similar to uh, pretty much every... College free agent, or I'm sorry, college player that's ever signed. I know, obviously, the Sharks ended up not bringing Brinson Pashnuk back, but again, same kind of thing. When they signed him, you know, he left, uh, you know, he left Arizona State, and it was like, hey, you know, if you leave school, we'll play you in some NHL games, and they did, you know. So, sweet.
0: Uh, we're we've almost reached the uh, top of the hour. You know what time it is. What time is it? Oh. <laughs> Another drink. I have to get the second one in. There you go. All right. So, uh, who's your hero this week?
1: I need a hero. <laughs>
0: please, please don't copyright
1: us, Google. Uh, <laughs> hero for the week. I, you know, I kind of, uh, I kind of drooled over him a little bit earlier in the show. But you know, Nico Sturm. Uh, he came as delivered. Obviously, as I mentioned earlier, the offense is not there, but the Sharks needed to get faster. Nico Sturm is a fast player. They needed to get better at winning face-offs. Nico Sturm is good at that. They want to make sure the penalty kill still is rock solid. They, Nico Sturm can contribute to that. And he, you know, obviously again, he didn't get any. He didn't get any points uh, in these two games against the Nashville Predators. But I thought, in terms of if you're ranking, you know, biggest impact, he was very close to the top for me. That's he's my hero of the week. You know, and as you'll see, just a little teaser, but the. Superlative of the week is going to change as the wind flows.
0: Just <laughs> saying. Go ahead. Uh, my hero mentioned him earlier. Mario Ferraro. Just on what small sample size of this season, but you know that the guys are going to have to eat up those minutes that Burns was munching last year. Mm-hmm. He's averaging nearly 25 minutes a game already. We know he's got a motor that don't that doesn't quit. And right now he's only he's one of two sharks that are averaging a point per game.
1: Hey, you God, know, God like that, he's like, I said, he's off to a good start.
0: Yeah. Um. And who would you say is uh, the hero for both of us? I, I have I three I, names. I will let you select.
1: Yeah. So let me, I think, you know, I, I think I, you have, you do have Luke Connan on this list and I, and I did like what I saw from him in two games. You know, but he's leading the team in scoring. I think that's an easy sort of that's a, that's the that's the sexy pick, right? That's sure. the that's the. Oh, I didn't watch both games, but he's got a goal <laughs> pick. And <laughs> would that be the rocket pick if you would? Wow. <laughs> uh, Callbacks. Callback. But I think Lawrence, like I, I, you know, as I said, he found his way with Couture and LeBanc, and I don't think he's going to stay up there for. Any long stretch of time, I wouldn't be surprised if he's back on the fourth line for Friday's contest against Carolina. But he played with some jump on the fourth line, earned his way to get up into the second line, and I thought he played really well with Couture and LeBanc as well. And you know, didn't didn't see anything, um, you know, didn't see anything on the score sheet uh, that obviously would have maybe reinforced the decision to put him up there. But I I, I thought he played really well. Uh, uh,
0: fun fact, uh, sure. Brody, Randy Hahn, Brett Hedekin, all these, all these people can pronounce Lawrence correctly. I'll give you one, one guess. Why? Because that person kept pronouncing it Lawrence. But anyway, uh, one fun thing I had on here was, since it's the beginning of the season, three names that you have the highest expectations for this season. You know, there's a lot of expectations for me. Noah Gregor. This has not panned out well for me so far. <laughs> Scratched one game. Kakenin. Uh I have high hopes, high expectations. I thought he looked pretty solid on a crappy team last year. And this season in the one game looked okay, but you obviously would hope for a little bit more. Uh, and then Kevin LeBanc, you know that this is the guy. What was it? Shoulder surgery or something? Yep. So you had, I mean, only played like tw- a handful of games, twenty-one or something like that.
1: Twenty. Only played twenty-one games last year, and the game on Friday was his first regular season game in like two hundred and something crazy, two hundred and seventy-nine days or something. Oh, plus, so it's been a
0: minute. Over the off season, Chief got married. He's having a kid. Um, so he's got a lot going on in his life. Uh, I really hope he is somehow able to bottle here. Here's the shameless, um, the, the Ian Jack Nicholson gif of the, you know, is (laughs) if he can bottle up that four minute power or the five minute power play that performance. (laughs) <laughs> That's the. Did
1: somebody yeah. say game seven?
0: <laughs> exactly, but if he can find his way back to that, solidify himself on at the least the second line, you know, somewhere in the top six, but find his game. And if not, uh, there's only one more year left of him, and I don't know—is that an easy write-off? We'll see. But those are the three that I have a lot of expectations for. Is there anybody you want to call out before we so, move on?
1: So the three you called out, I agree with all three. But in the uh, in the spirit of content creating, uh, I will not say anything about those three other than I agree with you. Somebody I'm looking at. I mean, obviously, uh, it, it. I mean, it's a cheap answer if I say everybody, right? But um, you know, if I had to, obviously I'm thinking like Timo Meyer because he had the career year last year played really well you and i were very much on hey sign him now before he takes another step the sharks didn't do that
0: but do, do i you, think it's do you think that's kind of a let's see if you can you know tell me that this was that this season wasn't an anomaly show me that
1: right and i think that is what it ultimately is going to be but i i Timo Meyer is the one for me. Like I don't, I don't know that I can pick three like you did, but Meyer is definitely number one because you want to show, hey, like, can you do that again? For one, but for two, you know, he's he just literally his birthday was yesterday, so shout out, happy birthday! He's 26 years old now. This at 26, that's when you should be giving out the eight-year deal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, as much as it's can you do this again, it's also hey we gave Tomas hurdle eight year deal. You know, are we making the right decision? Should we give you an eight year deal as well? Can you and Tomas hurdle be the dynamic duo? That's going to bring this team back to being a good team that contends for the playoffs, contends for the Stanley cup, all that kind of stuff. And so I think, and that's not to say if he, that's not to say if he goes back down to being like a 50, 60 point player, that's not a bad thing by any means. You still need those players, but You know he was a um, he was a 76 point player last year. I want to see more, and I think the Sharks want to see more too. Because with him, it's a huge it's a huge moment in time.
0: Are Are you you thinking uh, Barzal's deal might be a little bit of motivation this season?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I definitely, I, if I had to pick between the two, and I know this is a complete. <laughs> I was like, don't you have a pin tweet picking between the is, two? This is, I mean, this is a complete <laughs> punt on my mindset over the last seven and a half years. But I, if I had to pick between the two, I would take Timo Meyer, and so, and I think Timo Meyer has been the better player the last couple of years. And so you say, okay, if Matt Barzell got you know nine and a quarter or whatever it was, like, what's Timo Meyer going to get? But I. I still think, and who's to say where it who? ends up, but like between, if Meyer, and I think it's a good contract if Meyer ends up between the two, somewhere between Hurdle and Barzell. If he ends up somewhere between the two of those, I think it's a good contract. I know people are going to say he's better than Barzell, therefore should be get getting paid more than Barzell. I just don't see that happening because then you start to get into the Jonathan Huberto territory and it's like, well, who would you rather have, Huberto or Timo Meyer? Mm-hmm. You know? Score 100 but, points and then we'll talk about 10 million dollars.
0: Hey now, uh,
1: let's get into <laughs> shout the, out to Darius real quick.
0: Oh, Darius coming in. Well, thank you for keeping an eye on that. <laughs> Darius, love that last. Hold on, love that the last episode shows the size comparison, size comparison with the massive video board versus the other one. Can't wait to see it in person soon. Killer podcast, dude. Much love, go sharks. Thank you very much. And if you Hell would, yeah. if you would like to see it again, here it is. That's a huge bitch.
1: And that's not even the completed product either.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's there's a lot of stuff still going on underneath that scoreboard that's going to be debuted next Friday. Uh, so look, look forward to it. You know the sad thing, though, uh, just talking scoreboards for a hot second, somebody posted photos from the uh, preseason Barracuda game last night. One of the panels at the Barracuda new scoreboard is already out. <laughs> Of course it is oh uh, yeah that was fast um all right zeros uh I'll do mine first and I pretty sure somebody mentioned this uh oh about an hour ago uh Matt Benning dude you got a four-year deal you lead the team dash four right now and we all know that let Chris make his his joke about that but uh I don't not know A good start yeah not let's I mean, just say not a good so it's like you're you're the zero for this week you know there you go
1: well, and and one of the things because there's only been two games this at this point, and you know the the theme of this podcast was sort of like you know the first day of school, like who made the good first impression, right? Meet me out and, at the bike rack. Yeah, and it's not Matt Benning, and and you know time will tell. To your like time will tell, but you mentioned the four year deal, and one of the things that I've kind of made my crutch over the last year or so, stop giving replacement level players multiple
0: year deals. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Oh my God. We need Matt Benning. We got to sign him into four year deal or option number two. Just roll out Shimmick Harrington or Megna same thing and they're only on cheaper deals. Thank you. Same thing.
0: Um, Whatever and and Lacey <laughs> pointing out that the panel went out during the first night of the rookie face off. That's hilarious. Now <laughs> I, I didn't want to bring this up but <laughs> sorry <laughs> I had to have one, so I took it. (laughs) (laughs) Who's your zero? I don't know. Um, You should probably come up with a better name for that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, because I really like. Who's your loser this week? I really wanted to say Matt Benning.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Such an easy Uh, target.
1: I know. I really was. If you don't Um, have one. I don't know. Just the thing is, like, there was a side. uh, And I feel bad because I'm sure he's a swell guy. But. There was, you know, there were guys that impressed me, and there were guys where I was just eh. On
0: they're all and, they're all swell guys. We're just we're just pointing out that perhaps this week you did not perform as well as we would l- liked.
1: Right. No. And what? But what I'm saying Let's is
0: put the Curtis aside, Brown wrap around it.
1: But what I'm saying is, aside from Benning, there was nobody where I was like, oh my god, why are you playing? I mean, I guess maybe Nieto. I yeah. I, actually, you know what? I am gonna say I was, Nieto. I was
0: gonna say yeah. You burned him in effigy about a half hour ago. Let it go. Because you know what? He he does have speed,
1: which is nice. But that's it. Like you fire a puck to him, he's not catching it. He's not breaking in all all alone to score his beautiful goal. All right. Um, So, you know. And then again, I'm not. I was not upset that Noah Gregor got scratched. I was upset that Matt Nieto didn't get scratched.
0: There you go. And uh, what if we're both gonna pick one? I mean, I'm gonna go with Harrington. Played himself out of a out of a spot real quick. See, I feel like that's the easy choice,
1: but you know what? That's, I would take. We, take, I would we do take easy him, from time to time here. Sure, but I mean, I would take him over over Benning. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> okay, there you go.
1: You know, uh, I. But you know what? If that's how you truly feel, then sure,
0: I'll co-sign that. All right, and then the three names that I have the lowest expectations for. Now, I have to preface this that when I, well, let me start hurdle. I have very low expectations for him because I know what we have in hurdle. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's it's, so it's not like I'm saying, Oh, he's going to suck. I'm just going to say, I expect him to, to be hurdle. You know, I don't yeah, expect like, him to be more than that. You know?
1: Yeah. Like you, like the baseline expectation is 70 points. Uh, yeah. Like if he, like if he scored 70 points, you're not going to be like, Oh my God, he's so good. It's like, yeah, good job. You did what you're supposed to.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like when I go to uh, my favorite pizza place or whatever. It's like I have low expectations here because they knock it out of the park every time. I right. know what I'm getting. And so that being said, the other two names that I have low expectations for, Mario Ferraro. I know what I'm getting. And then of course, Eric Carlson. Unfortunately, I know what I'm getting. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so I'm just saying. Those are mine. I don't know if there's yeah. anybody you want to call out before we move on.
1: You know what? I won't I you know, I've done enough tonight so I'll just say their names and we can move on. But the mats, Matt Benning and Matt Nieto.
0: There you go. Like oh, and and again be it's not
1: it's not meant to be a carved job, but like they were those are the two guys where I'm like it's game two and you already are driving me crazy.
0: All right. <laughs> uh typically we would get into the stats in the module. It's really not worth covering until we actually have a few more stats or until like, I don't know, other teams in the league have some stats sure so we'll we'll move on from that right now and get into some quick hits uh one thing that i really liked about this weekend is nbcs california finally added a shot counter to the score strip only took them like what 10 15 years to get that together i didn't like it i thought the score strip was ugly i could give a shit what it looks like i was just happy that they finally added the shot counter but i didn't think it looked very different from last year except for a shot counter
1: yeah, I mean the shot counter is nice, but there's a better way to implement it. And I thought it, I thought it, it really I don't know, it, I just found it to be very distracting, but
0: maybe I, that's I me. yeah, overall I think it could probably be a little bit more compact, but anyway.
1: Because that the like the the number that indicates how many goals were scored, it's like it's so big. Like I found my eye kept moving towards it during the game. I'm like, "Yeah, I know, one to one. I got it," you know? <laughs>
0: Uh, another quick thing, and we're going to talk about that in a second. Uh, another quick thing. Sharks are hosting a street rally for the home opener next Friday. In case you were not aware that starts at, I believe 3:30. I'm sure it'll be out there on, uh, Obama between, uh, you know, the, uh, SAP and what is it called? Arena green. Yeah. I'll buy it. Uh, I also saw some, it looks like the Barracuda are also going to do a rally for their home opener the week after. So look, I'll be there looking forward to that. Uh, Let's see, (laughs) for those of you who enjoy the media shit, after eight decades on the air, Talk Radio 810 KGO is rebranding. You're asking, why do I bring this up? Why? Because they're changing to a sports betting channel. Tomorrow morning, evidently, you can look forward to 810 The Spread, which make your own Pornhub jokes, but uh, look... They're, they're going to simulcast some national shows like Jim Rome, but it's going to be interesting to see how this impacts KMBR 95.7 simply because many times they've had segments that are literally bought and paid for Well, they bring on s- somebody for the host to gab with for 20, 25 minutes and call my number for the, you know, my Monday night lock and all that crap trying to get people to bet. And, uh, I mean, you live in Vegas. Uh, t- I'm sure a station like this probably exists. I mean, do you, aren't there apps for this? Why would you listen to a radio station that's just talking about betting lines for five hours? Well, I, you know, to be sort of the
1: contrarian here, I think, Sure. It, you know, I, I'm somebody, not to say that I'm like a total degenerate, but I do, partial. I do partake in the, in the sports betting. And so to see, which by the way, this radio station, I've never heard of it before this news dropped Like Jim Rome. Who is Jim Rome? No
0: clue. Are you
1: serious? uh, Dude, I don't watch billiards. I don't know.
0: Um, No, but dude, Jim Rome had like a viral clip from like 30 years ago when he was, I don't know if it was ESPN or whatever, but... Hey, uh, hey, 30 years ago, I'm 27. (laughs) Dude, but you understand that like viral clips, you know, tend to go on and on and... He had it where uh quarterback Jim Everett was like about to kick his ass on live TV because he kept referring to him as Chris Everett, which was a, uh, a very famous tennis player at one point of the, uh, who was happened to be female. So, yeah. so Jim or, uh, yeah, Everett was Jim Everett. I believe it was Jim Effort, uh was yeah, dude. And like basically threatened Rome on TV and said, I bet you, you don't, you don't call me that again. And then oh, Jim wow. Rome did. And like, ever like like flip the table and went after him
1: oh well good for him so anyway point point being is so i am somebody who does partake in the sports gambling a little bit so while i don't need somebody to like tell me who to bet on and what to bet on i don't need that but i think it's fun and there's another radio show that i listen to that does this as well where Hmm. you get a couple buddies in where it's like hey you know we're talking football you know we're each gonna pick a one o'clock game and we're gonna have a it's like using betting odds and betting lines to have like a friendly wager. And I think that could be fun to listen to just for like the shit talking element.
0: All right. Well, either way, it, it's gonna be fun to see how this impacts the other two talkers, KMBR and 957 when it comes to sports. 957, of course, who's been in the market for over ten years, remains twenty-fifth in the market and dead last in San Jose. But maybe if you talk sharks once in a while, but anyway. Uh, around the NHL, if you didn't notice it, how could you? I mean, <laughs> how, how could you not? Uh, the NHL announced digital enhanced dasher boards. And if you thought the jersey ads were bad, oof. Like, initially, I'm like, let's see how distracting they are. Uh, you know, the, those big ads that they would superimpose on the glass behind the uh, goalies, very distracting for me. The ones that they would project on the ice, like, eh, you know it kind of goes away after five minutes. These digitally enhanced dashers, dude, there was sometimes, like, I don't mind it if they, like, just, you know, flip the switch and it just goes from Xfinity to Budweiser. But those ones, like, was it it Toyota or something where they would actually have movement when they made the switch? Dude, that was was distracting for me. Truthfully,
1: I don't, I don't know. like, I, like I, It was definitely noticeably different for sure, but I didn't really find myself having a strong opinion on it one way or the other. The way that I kind of look at it is like, hey, if the digitally enhanced Dasher boards can expedite the timeline on the salary cap rising, I'm down.
0: Yeah, and I get that, but it's just, I don't know. I, again, if they just like flip a switch and there's no movement, it's just the, you know, the logo changes from one to the other not a problem but they were you know it was a lot of movement in there and i'm like man i'm I'm losing sight of where the puck is and what's going on because they have this moving stuff it's annoying that's fair so and it's kind of jarring when they switch camera angles like some plays happening in the corner and you see like a toyota logo behind it and then when they go to a different camera all of a sudden it says sap <laughs> i don't know it's We'll see if if I get used to it. I just the they need to stop with the moving parts of it, but whatever. Uh, did you know the Kraken debuted their jersey, or not their jersey? Their mascot. The jersey thing was better. Uh, I guess is a life-size troll doll named uh, Booy I mean, if they don't get Flava Flav from Public Enemy to go, yeah, buoy That's that's a that's a missed. That's a missed thing. And of course, Baba
1: Booey. I was going to say Baba Booey.
0: Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. Is the Rangers mascot better? Well, you know how I feel. I think all mascots are stupid. So, but
1: is the Rangers mascot better? Truthfully, dude, I didn't even know they had one. They don't.
0: So you (laughs) see my point.
1: Well then, yes, (laughs) much better.
0: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I really thought you were going to like, you know, hit that when I teed it up, but it's all right. (laughs) Uh, do we do, – it's up to you. I'm going to let you take the wheel for a minute. If you would like to talk about Steve Simmons and Akeem Alou and Wayne Simmons, you don't have to. I'm I, really – I'm ha- just I'm putting re- it out there because it was something that happened in the NHL. I'm really happy that Akeem
1: and Wayne went on Twitter and, you know, stood stood up for themselves and stood their ground and called out Steve Simmons. Steve Simmons is I, – like, I hate that I've even said his name because he's a fucking – loser I I gotta be honest I've never heard of this guy you're lucky he's a loser he's somehow like it's one of those things where he's the only person who covers the team for a certain outlet so he gets to stick around but he is like the you know the this is someone who like
0: like throw shit at the wall, takes credit for anything that sticks and ignores everything else and just says stupid no, shit.
1: He, he just he he he'll carve people in his articles and then he and then when he gets called out for it, he turns around and hides. You know, like he you know, so obviously, you know, for making just the most ridiculous comments ever, you know, gets buried by Akeem and Wayne, which I loved. I thought it was awesome. But oh, dude, before- Wayne
0: went full, you know, keep my name at your mouth.
1: Yeah. And, and even it goes so much further, like, you know, the, so, um, right before the bubble playoffs back in 2020, uh, Austin Matthews, he contracted the COVID and, you know, and, and, and that was obviously before, before positive tests and the protocols and everything were all public, you know, because it's, it's somebody's medical, uh, you know, information And Steve Simmons, he wrote an article about how Austin Matthews got COVID, like before anybody announced it, before his family even knew, all that kind of stuff. And again, putting out shitty content and then, and Austin Matthews called him out in the media scrum, basically saying, Hey, I think that was a real pigeon move that you pulled and you suck. And, and like, like Jacob is saying in the chat, Simmons completely folded like a chair. And there's so much more before that. The, the Phil Kessel hot dog thing and, you know, you know, calling Dion Phaneuf uncoachable like just a bunch Whoa. of ran yeah just a bunch of obnoxious bullshit and so like I the day that guy fucking retires and loses his press pass it's gonna be a good day for everybody
0: so this is just some guy who hurls slop from the cheap seats yeah he's a okay.
1: yeah he's a I, I wasn't aware to me it's, he's a muck, just, he's a muck he's a muckraker
0: I was gonna say it just sounds like a worse version of Skip Bayless and that <laughs> Oof! That's that's. I'll just let that one go. Uh, Tampa Bay has announced that it's suspended Ian Cole while investigations begin on a on grooming allegations, sexual assault allegations. Again, I'm going to let you take the lead on this.
1: Uh, I do want to correct myself really quick. I got confused. Steve Simmons is not a muckraker. He is a he does yellow journalism, sensationalism. Wanted to correct myself. um uh, and wh- I mean, and why again, does we, this keep happening. I mean, well, that's the thing because there's a lot of, there's a lot of really shitty people out there who, because they have power or because they have wealth or both, you know, they think they can get away with shit like this. And I'm, you know, I'm glad that this came out. You know, I, I, I feel really sad that I feel really sad that the accuser, you know, felt so concerned that she had to be anonymous. Like, I can't imagine what that's like. And I feel really sad for that person, but I'm glad at the same time that it has come out because, you know, people like this, they need to be held accountable. They need to be, you know, showed off in the public square and said, Hey, you're a fucking loser. And we all know it. And I, you know, we'll see. I mean, obviously there's still an investigation to be done and we'll see, but given some other things that have come out surrounding Ian Cole, it wouldn't surprise me if he is,
0: a shitty person
1: like everybody sort of thinks he is. Thanks.
0: Who's the one guy that um, Dan Boyle kicked out of the uh, dressing room in New York? That's Larry Brooks. Yeah, that's another piece of work. There's a lot of stuff on him. Anyway, uh, let's move on to the Barracuda. Right, there were, uh, there were some mixed reactions to the Barracuda and Sharks jerseys when they came out. Um, we finally saw the brand-new blackout jerseys for the Cuda again not a fan of the vertical word mark but I thought they looked all right um, techCU there's been some mostly for the largely positive words about TechCU uh, they had a preseason game last was that last night I don't know the whole weekend merges because I went to a concert yeah. and everything
1: yeah they did um <laughs> they did like a like a watch party for the Sharks game and then they had the Barracuda
0: preseason yeah, game that is correct so uh, most of the feedback largely positive. I saw a couple people that were none too happy I guess uh, some of the uh, the way that entering the building or the ticket I mean which we've seen before when they switch to digital tickets there's gonna be some bumps here and there as they get everything squared away and figure out which process is smoothest so you can expect that. remember everything is uh, evidently cash free there so bring your phone if you want food and bev and all that stuff. <laughs> Um, I thought the seats were a little on the small side, or my ass is getting bigger. Two things can be true. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, the Barracuda open their season next week. Hopefully you're able to catch some Barracuda hockey prior to the Sharks games next week. And for a little more on the Sharks minor league squad, we're going to uh, throw it over to the voice of the Barracuda, Nick Nolenberger, who spoke with Kevin Lacey and Ian Reed earlier this week? Ooh, barracuda!
2: Well, again, it goes back to you got a new regime, so he's got to try to, and maybe it's a good thing, maybe he mm-hmm. gets a fresh start. But obviously, the fact that he's in the American Hockey League, it's. Um, I don't know if it's an indictment on on him, but it's certainly uh, it's I think it's clear that the organization feels like he still has some development to his game. And you heard it from David Quinn. um, You heard it from multiple members of the organization. He's got to continue to evolve his 200 foot game. Um, He's got to become a better defender. I think when I watch him, you you watch him and it's just dazzling skill at times. He's walking guys like very he's walking NHL players in some of these preseason games. But then there's moments where he, there's a mental error or, um, sometimes I think what people get a little bit fresh with frustrated with him. And this goes back to his personality because he's got a very kind of laid back, uh, demeanor to him. And sometimes he plays that way where you just want him to take it up a notch. You just want him to turn it up to the next gear. Um, and we'll see if he's able to do that. I mean, again, you can't teach Ryan Merkley skill. There's a no. reason why he was a first round draft pick. There was a reason why he was talked about being drafted in the top 10. Um, we'll see. I mean, this is, this is a big, big year for him, obviously. And we'll see if he can take, you know, this opportunity in in the American hockey league and take it in stride so far. I've been around him the first few days of campus. His attitude is great. Um, he, he's not moping around. His lip isn't dragging on the floor. That's good. Um, but he's got to, again, I think for Sharks fans and for the organization, they want Ryan Merkley to be in the NHL, obviously. But at this point in his career, it, it seems that they don't feel like he's quite ready to be a regular in the lineup. And, again, it goes back to competition. Um, and we'll see if he's able to kind of turn the corner.
0: God, he can't turn the corner fast enough for me. Ryan Merkley, come on. Yeah, and and you
1: know, according <laughs> to Ke- according to Kevin, you know, on one of those poor decisions that uh, Nick had mentioned, Merkley actually got injured, uh, which is hilarious. Um, well, not hilarious, but it's hilariously ironic. Um, but you know, obviously, shout out, you know, shout out to Ian, Kevin for you know, getting more Barracuda content going. I think that's awesome, and you know, especially getting to talk to Nick, and I'm sure there's going to be a bunch more stuff coming out, and um. You know, that's good. Co- we kind of teased earlier in the summer, like, hey, like more content's coming to the site. You just don't know yet. Well, <laughs> that's part of it. And so, you know, big ups to those guys for sitting down with Nick. It was a good chat.
0: Yeah. And of course, we appreciate Nick's time always. Good, yeah, of course. Good, good dude. But boy, when it comes to Ryan Merkley, it's just like, dude, Magna, Benning, Harrington. Like, how much of a red carpet do you need to make the goddamn big team?
1: I was, I was going to say, he had like, it was like, Picture it's it's 2 o'clock in the morning, and you're getting on to 87. On your way to Jack in the Box? You're getting on to 87 at Taylor at 2 o'clock in the morning, and you need to drive all the way to Santa Teresa exit, and you're in a Lamborghini. (laughs) That's the path that Ryan Merkley had to the NHL and still found a way to (laughs) not make it happen.
0: (laughs) Blew a wheel. Yeah. Oh, God. So, along with that, uh, don't don't be uh, don't miss it. Check out Mark E's series on TealTownUSA.com. He dove into the top fifteen prospects in the Shark System. You'll never believe where Ryan Merkley gets listed. Is that, what is? You it won't for? believe number seven. Yeah, yeah. Is that a, is that enough Buzzfeed for us?
1: <laughs> Hot young prospects in your area. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah, come on, dude. Shout out to Mark as well. See, again, another new piece of content we're hoping to regularly roll out. So shout out to Mark.
0: What did you say? Hot young prospects Prospects. in your area. Dude, I wanted that's going to be the title of next week's show. (laughs) (laughs) That that should be the next time Ian and Nick and Lacey talk. That needs to be the name of it. Hot young (laughs) prospects in your area. I love that. Dude, copyright that. Somebody jot that down. Uh, Anyway, coming up this week The Sharks, of course, returning from Europe uh, Which I believe they did so today Tomorrow's a rest day And then they're back at it on Tuesday They have their home opener next Friday Against Brent Burns and the Carolina Hurricanes Uh, The Canes start their season This Wednesday versus Columbus And, of course, are the popular pick To win the Metro following night the Blackhawks will face the Sharks on a night that will honor former general manager and captain Doug Wilson. This game will be the third in four nights for Chicago after starting their season in Colorado and then Vegas. Uh, It should be noted there was an event planned for last season to honor Wilson but obviously he bowed out for health reasons Um, and when it comes to I mean, polar opposites. Canes, the pick to win their division. Blackhawks, the popular pick to fight for the bottom with Arizona of the Central. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. Who do you, uh, who do you think gets the uh, start net for the Sharks to uh, open this up against the Canes? Think you go back to Reimer?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I kind of feel like, at least to start, I kind of feel like we're going to see the one-up, one-down kind of method. Um, and then whoever takes it, takes it. Yeah. And then whoever's better after a month, maybe they get the shot. So yeah. And especially because it's, because it is another, uh, back to back situation, Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're definitely going to see both goalies. Who's to say what order, but I, I think I have my money on Reimer, um, just because he started game one and then Kakanen had game two. So obviously you
0: give him game three, but also I just with, I look with, at it is that you know the competition is expected to be at one level <laughs> between the Canes versus Chicago,
2: right? So and it's,
0: I, you know it's almost like not saying like okay we think you're the better goalie so we're going to put you in against the tougher team per se.
1: No, and and you know what, and I and you know obviously you and I are both very high on Capo Kapokkainen and we think he should be the starter on this team, but I could see I could see a situation where you know, after the final the final preseason game against Anaheim and then after his uh, game against Nashville this weekend, I could see where maybe Kakinen might need a bit of a confidence boost and getting a win against Chicago could do that.
0: Solid point. Solid point. Uh, w- of course, with the opening weekend, is going to bring a lot of changes. We showed you the scoreboard earlier. There's obviously going to be a lot more going on with that. I, I'm real interested to see what that's going to look like. There's always... Um, Besides the board, and will they have fixed this, the uh, shadowing problem? You would think because they're going to put some lighting underneath that board to help that, help illuminate the ice a bit better because that board does whew, cast a pretty large shadow. Um, new jerseys, new food and bev, the new opening night presentation. We're going to see the projection on the ice again. I hope so. And of course, interested to see how Doug Wilson looks after being away from the team for a year and. Uh, and I'm sure the welcome that Brent burns will receive will be significant.
1: I wish I was going to this game because the broadcast is going to be insufferable with the <laughs> Brent with the
0: Brent burns love stroking stroking yes. <laughs> Game 7, Game 7, sorry. Uh, (laughs) Did somebody say Game (laughs) 7? So you can follow him at Hockey Jerk. You can follow me at AJ underscore strong on the Twitter machines. Remember, again, leave your take in the comment section below on this YouTube video if you weren't able to join us live. If you've got any topics you'd like to uh, have Jerk and I tear up, hit us up on Twitter at Pucknologists. Uh, We don't want to bother the Teal Town account with that because uh, then it's just everybody's phone starts exploding (laughs) Uh, famous last words jerk
1: oh boy um what to say i mean we're two games into an 82 game season and i'm already kind of feeling a bit exasperated you know if uh if if what we're going to see in game one is uh par for the course over the next 80 um it's going to be a tough season but At the same time, to be a bit of an optimist, it's an important season nonetheless for obvious reasons. Um, You know, hopefully the young guys can play their way into the lineup, and hopefully, you know, I mean, hopefully the Sharks end up on one of the ends of the NHL schedule. I hope they hopefully they make the playoffs or are comfortably in a good position for a lottery pick. I don't want them ending up at like 12th overall. Um, So. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, um, and 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 also too, uh, shout out to the fans in uh, who went to the two games, the two Global Series games against the Predators, because I I think as I mentioned earlier, like you know the NHL putting on these really spectacular events, you know I, I I think there's room to grow, but I also like when the NHL sort of stages games like this in European markets, it gets more eyes on the sport, and you know it gives you know, someone like hurdle an opportunity to sort of be the center of attention, you know, get to play with his NHL team in his hometown in front of his parents, his son, his wife, family, all that kind of stuff. So just, you know, shout out to the fans for, you know, putting on a good show, both at the two Prague games and the, the game at Berlin. I don't know if you saw some of the videos that Corey and Shang put out, but those, that crowd was lit when Berlin scored and that would look really cool.
0: <laughs> I can't remember the last time I saw uh, an arena do the wave
1: that hard. I know, but you know they were all into it. You know it was it was awesome. They were, you know what? You have a couple drinks, you, you're having a good time. You know, I'm, as you I'm, say, I get that it. sip.
0: I support it. You know what? Uh, we kind of glossed over something that we should have covered, that, and that's on me. Any names that hit the waiver wire today that you would possibly be interested? in? because we saw a couple familiar names. Uh, Alex True got sent down to the minors. Uh, yeah. Chris Tierney, and, and, and just because guys. they used to play for the Sharks doesn't mean they should return, <laughs> right? No, yeah, you know there were a couple <laughs> Matt guys. Matt Nieto's proved that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Marleau has proved that <laughs> twice. <laughs> <laughs> now you know there were. I, I was looking at the list, and you always like. I, you kind of go back and forth with the waiver wire, right? Because on one hand, it's like, ooh, that's a good player. They need to get snagged up. And then on the other hand, it's like, well, they're on waivers for a reason. Yeah. I was, I was, you know, Yusuf Alamaki, who was on Calgary, he was on waivers yesterday, and I was low-key hoping that the Sharks were going to pick him up. Um, But Arizona ended up picking him up, so it's kind of, you know. Is, it, it, is even he going to be? Um... It, if, even if they did put in a claim, it wouldn't have mattered. Oh. I mean, you say he signed with Arizona. Is that to, like, work the concessions or to actually play? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, he's a good defenseman. Like, he, you know, kind of got brutalized by injury a couple years ago. He missed a whole season. But, you know, I I do actually quite like him. I think – I don't know. I mean, there's so many high-profile names on this list. I mean, Emil Benstrom, who's on Columbus, like, he comes to mind. Like, good Euro player and kind of lost favor in Columbus. That's a – I'd be – Oh, boy. My cat just knocked something off the desk. Uh, She wants us to get out of here. What an ass. But, uh, you know, someone like Emil Benstrom, who has shown good flashes, but has kind of fallen out of favor a little bit. Um, Maybe Chris Tierney, if you're not overly fond of your center depth, but... I don't know that it makes much sense at this point.
0: Um, Is there anybody that went unsigned that you were. Like, wasn't Sonny Milano still available or something?
1: Sonny Milano is still available, and he's he's a decent little player, but I just. At this point, like, he had a good season last year, and to still be unsigned, it it makes you wonder if something else is there.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, it seems kind of red flag ish.
1: So, I don't know. I mean, there's a couple guys where I'm like, yeah, that would be nice, but. We'll see. I mean, if you, if you want me to pick a name, it's definitely Emil Benstrom on Columbus. That's kind of who I'm eyeing.
0: All right, then. Well, uh, if any of you guys are going to the games next Friday and Saturday at SAP, we'll see you there, or at least I will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then same goes for the Barracuda home opener in a couple weeks. Uh, so looking forward to uh, checking all the changes out and seeing what's new, what's different, and what's the same. And hopefully, it's not a repeat of the sharks that we saw over the. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, it's all good. Let's, dude, suck hard for Bedard, right? Just, yep, just lean into it, man.
1: Many people are saying, L-
0: lose entertainingly. I'm, fu- <laughs> you know, like, I, it would not surprise me. This is going to be my famous take, famous last word take, and then we're out of here. It would not surprise me if you start to hear fans, at least in certain situations, Where sharks fans, it's gonna get to a point where if the opponent scores, they're gonna be like, "Yeah, (laughs) let those (laughs) let those goals come in, man." You know. (laughs) Oh, but you know, people are gonna start wearing bedard jerseys to the to the tank. Jesus, (laughs) just man, just lean into it, baby. So remember to subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on social media. If you listen to the podcast on something like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, whatever, hey, do us a favor, help us out, subscribe, and leave a review if it's possible. Uh, You can find links to our social media and podcasts, apps, and more in the included show notes. And as always, you can find everything on tealtownusa.com. But remember to check out our After Dark post-game shows coming up next week, following the Blackhawks and the Hurricanes. God, that team scares the crap out of me. Uh, Landy, Puttguy, and Ian are going to be going on those shows, so check them out next weekend. And then you got us again next Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific, so we thank you very much for watching or listening or hanging out with us in any way, shape, or form. All those who donated on the chat tonight, thank you so much for that. We really appreciate that. Good looking at it. We love that. And uh, anytime you can get in there with those fun questions and comments, we always appreciate it. So, Enjoy the rest of your weekend, what is left of it, and good night, everyone.